Hello, welcome to episode five of I'm Fine, a chat between myself, Damo, and serial ranker, Mark. How are you doing, Damo? <laughs> Very good, thank you. <laughs> I've got to get in first. Yeah. We haven't done that in a minute, we're doing that bit. Yeah, yeah, That's I, was, right. I know. <laughs> too soon. Okay, too early. Common problem. <laughs> yeah. uh, chat around the subjects of wealth, health, well-being, fitness, sport, conspiracy, and 19th century masturbation objectors. Amongst other things, True. a real broad brush. You had a further look at him, didn't you? I did. Yeah, maybe might, later. But yeah, we might dig into him. Uh, we're all work in progress, and this podcast is no exception. In short, it's a poke at our perfectly imperfect lives, and if we can make just one person feel like they're not alone in all this madness, then our work here is done. I kind of tripped up on the word imperfectly last last week. Yes, and consistently did it again this week. <laughs> yeah. And we'll write consistency. So coming up in this episode, we've got warm-up and stretch. Uh, we've got some bookmarks and apologies, actually, from last week. Host of apologies. Yeah. Uh, in work-life ballet, we <coughs> eventually talk about imposter... Okay? Yeah, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, we've got imposter syndrome, uh, but we've been meaning to speak to uh, speak about for the last few episodes. And uh, in Drop and Give Me 20, we've got our top... We've got a listicle mm. for the Love first it. time. Top five favourite workouts. Um, I just had a panic because I can't remember whether I've written them down or not. But hey, let's roll with it. <laughs> so how are you? How was this morning? Do you want to talk about this morning? I think this morning might... <clears throat> I'm going to clear my throat first. <coughs> I can edit that out. Edit. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think this morning... I think I don't want to just launch in and go, this has been this morning. It's been, um, it's been a very full morning. Very full morning. And... Um, yeah, I think it'll just pop up later. Okay. I might just allude to it. I we'll don't think I want it. to start some... We can sprinkle it along. Yeah, yeah. and it does link in with um, my top five, so it might... Okay. There is, a, there is an obvious link there, so maybe leave it till then, have some proper structure. Um, this isn't a visual medium. No. Uh, so just a paint... There'll be some painting of pictures today, okay. I think. Thanks to Just to... Um, <laughs> you're sat with your guns out. <laughs> Which it I, wasn't which, yeah, I've seen them before. They okay. normally come out about three games into our tennis. Yeah. <laughs> when you're trying to get yourself... Intimidation. Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, you've just come from the track. I have just come from the track. The guns the guns aren't what they were. The guns need... They're still need work. pretty, you know... Thank you. They're making me feel sweaty. <laughs> <laughs> I actually put on some aftershave for you today. Yeah. Yeah, because... Oh, we right. were talking about fragrance of right. clients, weren't we? Well, yeah. Well, also, well, like, oh, do I have? Do I have a? I don't know, we talked about clients and the time they turn up, but not, we, I don't think we got onto what they smell like. That when when you came personal. for your session this week, you, we had a highly fragranced client beforehand that you went after, up and sniffed. Yeah. Well. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. After, sorry. After. Yeah. Well, you. Yeah. Well, I. Well, I arrived and I could smell you. Yeah. And, it, and I think I commented on. I think I complimented you on your. Well, you aroma. laughed when I said it was body butter. That's what you said. You laughed as if that well, like, was that was humorous. Just, yeah, you're not a body butter boy. I, no, I, I just have. Um, I'm a visual person, and okay. I think I just imagined you applying it <laughs> with a <the> spatula. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so that's probably why it kind of took me aback. Okay, but um, okay, I'm not familiar. No. Okay. Well, is, that what, is that what is. you smell of? Is that yeah? What? Okay, yeah. It's nice. It's one with um, argan oil. I think. Right. That sounds like a metal. Mm. It's with an A rather than... It's from a nut. 
I went to an argan oil cooperative in Morocco. Not this week? Not to get the body butter. <laughs> All right. It was um, a women only. They basically break these nuts to get the oil out, and it's now become quite a... Who? Women the women own? in the cooperative. Okay. We went there to look at the business model, really. Well, we didn't. We went there as tourists and to get right. stung for like... <laughs> okay. <laughs> you're yeah, on the tourist conveyor result. belt. You? You're on the tourist conveyor belt and we just were. happened to find out about body butter in the process. We did. And they were next to the goats and trees. You see Sounds the goats like a band. And trees? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, in... I, must be in other countries as well, but in oh, this I part of I Morocco. Seen, yeah. I think there, there's been on an advert and it's been... People yeah. going like, is that for real or is and it CGI? It and it is. It's goats that climb they're trees. Just, they just hang out in yeah. the trees. Okay. So it is interesting to see because it's sort of, you know, they haven't naturally got hands. I don't know if you've looked at goats, but they tend to, they're almost <laughs> I've hands been aware free. for a while that they are sans hands. <laughs> I didn't know if you studied goats or not at not university. Not any. <laughs> <laughs> no. So. Did you? No. Is it, I'm as not even as sure we know from last week, I didn't do anything at university. <laughs> You could have done, you could have masters in goat science, oh, yeah. but would never really That's know. leading into the apologies, isn't it? It is, isn't it? <laughs> um, it reminded me of a blog. There is a blog called Goths in Trees. Okay. It's just pictures of goths up trees. Right. Um, probably slightly more forced than goats. So it's not their natural habitat? <laughs> no, I wouldn't have Imagine a goth on a goat. <laughs> in a tree or just yeah. on a... No, in a tree, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I haven't thought about that uh timekeeping demo come on um so we might talk about the track um we've got some bookmarks mm. to do the first one i've got is sealand kind of we've done so many episodes now i can't remember what's what <laughs> but we did mention sealand and we never re- we never referenced it after that we're talking about whether we're talking about emails and whether people yeah, yeah. you know um we're getting emails from our from our listeners and you said i wonder if we you know if we if you get emails from Sealand, assuming they didn't have emails there. And I didn't even know what Sealand was, so yeah. I looked into it. And essentially, it's an oil rig, mm-hmm. from, what I, from what I can see. Yeah, well, a lump of concrete, really, yeah. isn't it? It's not even... I thought it was actually going to be a piece of land. Yeah, cabin land, land in the little, title. <laughs> yeah, it was a little bit of a letdown, I'm not going to lie. But it was quite an interesting story. Mm. Um, I mean, in, in, in some ways, rather than, although we referenced it, rather than go through a sort of monologue of this is what Sealand is, if people want to look it I up. I think that's probably the... I don't think I could do yeah. it. Yeah. But the interesting thing about this was, and this will, as you said in the, the um, title about the conspiracy theories, which haven't come to light as much as I thought they I'm would in this podcast. Yeah, yeah. Because that's going to be about episode 6 to 42. <laughs> <laughs> um, I got um, an advert from Sealand on my Instagram. You didn't? Yeah. Offering me a lordship at twenty nine ninety nine. I knew they had a shop yeah. selling Sealand wares, but I didn't. I think you mentioned, it, but I didn't realise that you'd actually got it on. Okay, mm. so it came in as a wow, as an advert. There you are. So that so that might be how we can monetize this because I wouldn't mind mind being a lord. So maybe if we have a GoFundMe page, right, when our listeners get into double figures, <laughs> <laughs> which they are, yeah, I mean, triple. I mean, uh, <laughs> which could, uh, yeah. We could, they could actually maybe make us lords if they felt. But it was interesting that the advert came in because we haven't had a lot of references to it. But again, that will come up when we talk about the conspiracy theories and how your phone listens to you. It's not really a conspiracy theory. It's a fact. Being in digital marketing. (laughs) (laughs) What, you mean target advertising? (laughs) Yeah, that. (laughs) Um, 
But I guess you want to be a lord of an oil rig. I'm, I'm, I'm doing it down. It's not an oil rig. It looks like one. It's, a, it's like a yeah, platform. It's not really north. a lordship either, is it? It's a piece of paper like you can buy a yeah. piece of the moon. But it's one of those things where people go, oh, you've got a piece of the moon. I've heard of the moon. Mm. People might go, great, I've not heard of Sealand. And then you're into having to explain something that you pay 30 quid for. Well, maybe we pay 30 quid and then episode 71 we record on Sealand. Yeah. Just to add a bit of spice and magic to the podcast. Mm. It's just a thought. Or we could make this room a principality. I think Danny Wallace did that, didn't he? He made his flat a principality. Okay. Um, which I think you can. You can apply uh, to make any area a principality. Okay. And then have, have royal family and your own currency. Oh, wouldn't have, have royal really family. Have, you wouldn't? No. Sealand has one. Did you? Yeah, well... What is good on that is a little video with Ben Fogel meeting the royal family of Sealand. Okay. That is quite sweet, actually. And him doing his usual enthusiasm yeah. of everything that's going on, which I think is amazing. Um, so yeah, yeah, going back to I, just, I, I think sometimes going just another, I did another delve into podcasts, just like literally listening. And it sounded last time, and I want to apologise, it sounded last time I was like listening to them and going, they're all shit and we're brilliant. But I think the point exactly I was... What I took sorry? Away, that's exactly what I took away from it. <laughs> so I listened to another 12 that were equally shit. No, I think <laughs> I think it was the bit around... I guess we're opinionated and we're telling people our thoughts, but I think someone reading out something that is just a, a number of facts without opinions sort of has a limited value when you've got the internet. Do you know what I mean? If, if we then had a five-minute yeah. discussion about this is what Sealand is and this is what it does. I think people could go, if I was that bothered, I could look it up. Yeah. If we had a humorous, you know. Oh, if only. Yeah. Just <laughs> if we had anything, semblance remote. of humorous mm. um, well, discussion. I call it an oil rig. I mean, that's kind of, you know, flippancy isn't necessarily humor, is it? But, no. Um, hopefully I've been, you know, I think, the, I think the, the hits on their website will go up at least four or five. Mm. So... It's all right. Everyone's got something out of it. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's a cheap laugh. Yeah, but actually, they're selling it for five hundred million quid as well. Not sure whether you saw that. They're selling it for five for sale. Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't think it's up for sale. I think they. I think it's one of those. You know, I think people inquire about buying it and they go five hundred million. Okay. (laughs) Make it worth our while. To be honest, if someone gave me, you know, I'm not being rude about the place. (laughs) Came hundred quid, I'd sell it. But no, it is for sale. Um, Did you want to do an apology? How many have you got? A few. <laughs> I've got a couple. Um, Actually, I've got. I haven't. Yeah, I've got. I've got. I was going to mention your masters. We talked yeah, about this week. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to do the "told you so" dance at all mm. in front of you, but I think but, I, I think I might have been right. So yeah, actually, I, you. I don't. Yeah. I don't want an apology from you. Um, I think we have that kind of relationship. <laughs> I just um, let me just think. I just. But think you look it. disappointed. It was a, a master of science. I think I'm prepared to go. Yeah, you're right. I think an apology is probably... My life is a constant stream of apologies. I don't, I don't need an apology. I just need to acknowledge no, you that were I'm right. right. Yeah, okay. I acknowledge it and I accept that you were right in this instance. I tried to make you feel better that you were a master and I'm a bachelor. I'm not didn't sure you say bachelor's better? No, I didn't. <laughs> I thought you did. I no, thought no, you, no, no oh, okay. that didn't work. <laughs> I, was trying, <laughs> I was trying to soften the blow um, of you me being right i think one of the reasons i didn't think it was a master of science because when i did it it was called personnel management rather than human resources Uh, and it felt this is getting more and more flaky every time we talk yeah you're not actually um no i am a mark i'm sure sure. (laughs) no idea what you got into it no 
I'm not sure. No, no. It's all those yeah, people bring, you know, writing in, looking for human resources. Uh, candidates think, have, are yeah. going to be very disappointed now. You haven't even got a, a master's in that. The only reason I think I even got it, because I know my coursework was dubious, um, to say the least. I think the only reason I got it is I worked with, um, my placement was with a construction firm called Pierce's, who got their headquarters not far from here, actually. Okay. But I don't know if they exist anymore, but they did exist back in the day. Okay. Otherwise, I couldn't have had a work placement with them. If they didn't exist? No. 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 Well, you could have done. I mean, the whole thing sound made, sounds made up already. So, <laughs> like I mean, the rest I of my life. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I had a work placement with them, and they were really struggling to find anything for me to do, to be honest. And they sent me down to a building site, and they said, just have a look at our health and safety and come back and see how we can improve it. And I went down there, and <clears throat> one of my many jobs is I have worked on a building site. And um, it was the daftest thing in the world. So when you come onto the building site, you go into the little hut to see the foreman and you say, this is who I am, this is why I'm build, you know, visiting the site. Mm-hmm. And then on the side of the hut, there's all the sa- health and safety that says a hard hat must be worn on site and you must not go to this part. Mm-hmm. But it's on the hut, which tended to be at the far side of the... Ah, so you've already been through. So you walk through it. So I was thinking, <laughs> well, what happened if something fell on my head mm-hmm. beforehand? So my placement was basically going, if you moved the sign to the front, mm-hmm. even if you didn't have a supply of hard hats, at least you would have told people that was a requirement of coming on site rather than telling them. I mean, it's like if you went into, I don't know, a nudist Connolly and the, si- the sign right at the end was no clothes allowed and you've gone on with clothes. Yeah. Then, then you would have made an obvious mistake. You need the signage when you enter wherever you're going to go okay. into so, okay. so basically what happened was I wrote a, a thesis about having the sign at the front gates. And if you go onto building sites now, that has become a thing. And that was purely and that was down, me. Down to you. Purely me. Yeah. So you basically become a master of common sense. Yeah. Master Just of signage. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So, yes, you were right. I'm prob- I probably have got a master of science. Oh, well, we're going to have to dig that out, see if you've actually got anything. You'll have to find proof of it somewhere on online, I guess. Might be. Well, not you. Was the internet around then? Sorry. <laughs> no, it I'm wasn't. I'm a bit feisty today, you probably noticed. But the internet wasn't around when King Henry VIII was here, but and there's the, references to yeah, him. I, as soon as I said that, I thought, oh, I'm in trouble now. I love that on, um, on quizzes. There was one the other day. You mean, hold on, someone has been bothered to go back and put your dubious uh, certification of higher education... There must, the be some, there mean, must be some list somewhere of people that have achieved at yeah, University of Western I can understand England. the importance of our royal family going back, but <laughs> you know, retrospectively going back and putting information on the internet. Anyway, that, <laughs> leads, that leads me on to Tipping Point. And I know we have some Tipping Point fans. The book? No. The four o'clock ITV quiz show. Oh, go on. I, I've, I, don't, I, don't look like that. I like, don't judge. I wasn't. I haven't got this. We're going off script. You know me, I'm getting a bit sweaty. This is going really quick and then Let's you can go. get on to script. So on Tipping Point, which is hilarious, um, one of the questions recently was, in what decade was decimal currency introduced? And the person replied, I've got no idea. It's like before my time. And I thought, of all the answers to give, it's almost like you could not have any knowledge before the day you were born. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was a daft answer, to be honest. Yeah. 
I think it was. Yeah. But it's one of the stock answers, isn't it, really? Yeah. We've all given that. I, think I didn't have any sympathy for her. I don't think that's a valid excuse. And she said the 50s. Is that the one with Ben Shepherd? Yeah. Tipping point. Also, it's, um, it's, there's an in-joke on Twitter because Ben basically just tries to fill the whole programme with innuendos. Does he? Oh, oh yeah, no, like he? quite ridiculous. It's filmed here as well, isn't it, in Bristol? I don't know. Mm, I think it is. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, apologies. Yeah, so sorry about... Um, yeah, sorry about my masters and not knowing what <laughs> I have. I think the bigger one, um, and shout out to Adam for... for bringing this to my attention. Um, yeah, I ballsed up on how many calories you need to be in deficit to lose a pound of fat. I said two and a half thousand, it's three and a half. Schoolboy error. Yeah, well, so that's an apology. It's okay. Um, Forgiven. I think the other thing I'm going to have to be careful is I sometimes, and this will come up in imposter syndrome, I think I sometimes say things with um, a sort of assurance that belies the facts. Mm. That's okay. So I think I do need to just be a little bit careful. Oh, the other thing was from a listener around warming up. Yes. That's not an apology, but I don't know if you I want to cover it now, or is that going to be later on? Um, we can do that. We can tease that one. Okay. okay. There we are. We'll, we'll leave that it. one hanging. That's one for your bag. Okay. A bulge. Um, I've got a, I've got a, a small one. Um, we had some engagement on Instagram. Okay. Uh, and... This is good because um, this is this is Kelly on Instagram. Uh, she uh, she wrote now on episode three, but need to have words about the repair shop, okay. and then sent a picture to me of her at the set of repair shop, mm-hmm. wearing a shirt with the repair yeah, shop, shop on it. On. So big fan. Um, I think I upset her slightly because I said I didn't like repair shop. But to your point, we have opinions. Mm-hmm. I think um, Kelly's right and you're wrong, but right. That I don't, I'm wrong that I don't like it. I, I think you're wrong in that. I'm not sure that you've given it a good enough go. That wasn't what that opinion is based on, how long I've given something. Surely. Okay. I can't be wrong for that, can I? I think you might have been a little bit disingenuous to, to dismiss it so quickly. I Maybe did, that's but, what I'm saying. But I did catch one this week, actually. Okay. Um, and we're talking about Wabi Sabi as well, weren't we, in terms of mm. things ageing and lots of the mm. things in there are old, naturally chipped and yeah. worn and stuff like that. I understand if it's broken. Yeah. Uh, like I said, they're all very talented. I think mm. I did mention that in the first one. They're very good at what they do. It's just, it's just the pace of it for me. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit... It's like this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Soporific. <laughs> because like, yeah, it's, not, it's, it's harder <laughs> to watch than it is to maybe um, be involved in. But yeah, and also actually the thing I noticed this week was when they do the reveal and mm-hmm. come back in mm. and there's that kind of, they build it up, don't they? Yeah. They kind of, yeah. you know, they kind of say, this is the thing that used to be in my childhood. Mm. And mm. Um, then they come in, actually one guy this week and had, a, had it was obviously cold outside and he mm. came in and had his gloves and body warmer on yeah. and just left his gloves and body warmer on for the entire section of that. Mm. And they shook everyone's hands with his gloves on. I thought that was a bit odd. Mm. I don't know how you feel about that. But I would have taken... Is yeah. it rude to shake someone's hand with the glove on? Um, yeah, it's not appropriate. Yeah, no, no, <laughs> I wouldn't. I mean? It was just a bit... This is pre-COVID, isn't it? This, he wasn't doing it for that. I'm not... Yeah, yeah no. I don't think so. Okay. No anyway. So anyway, punchline was... Um, well, they do that thing where they... they there's an awkward wait where yeah. they kind of say, how do you feel? Or how do you think your dead mm. granddad mm. would have felt? And, you know, and they're almost waiting for them to cry. Yeah. Or, you know, or blub or... 
Mm. I don't know, contrived. I, I, maybe. I think I sort of need to say sorry to Kelly because, <laughs> what, well, because I'm going, I'm just, you're just hammering into it now. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly's just made a little point. I didn't she, realize she's I been there. <laughs> she's got the t shirt and you're just slagging it off even more because yeah. of yeah. knitwear. Sorry, sorry Kelly. Um, <laughs> do you know Kelly? Uh, yes. Okay. I did. <laughs> did, yeah. Nice to be a friend of mine. <laughs> anyway, you can repair it. Way, <laughs> oh, this is good. Um, I think that was it. That was it for apologies. I just wanted to. I did go back because the Kellogg story went down quite well. Mm-hmm. I got a bit of feedback from that. Yes. Um, I think we've kind of said if there's, it's quite nice if there's just one thing that people take away yeah. from an hour yeah. of, you know, inane banter. Mm. Um, and that was it. So mm. I thought it was quite good. But I, I went back just to um, uh, get a little bit more information on him. Mm-hmm. And the only reason I kind of wanted to bring this back in is because of something that made me chuckle. So I just wanted to share. Share away. Um, so this was just uh, Kellogg's uh, view, obviously, uh, that sex with a partner was bad, but masturbation was seen as even worse. Hmm. If illicit commerce of the sex... I think this is... Um, yeah, this is what he wrote. If illicit commerce of the sexes, which I quite liked, commerce mm-hmm. of the sexes... Yeah. <clears throat> uh, is a heinous sin, then self-pollution, which is the bit that made me chuckle, is a crime doubly abomin- abominable. I just like the I just like the self-pollution. I just wanted to bring that in. Didn't he use some other words as well? Wasn't there like thirty-nine words that he used or something to describe how abominable it was? Yeah. Well, in in plain facts for old and young, embracing the natural history of hygiene and organic life. Well, not one for a short title, was he? Uh, Kellogg catalogued 39 different symptoms of a person plagued by masturbation, including general infirmity, defective development, mood swings, fickleness, bashfulness, boldness, bad posture, stiff joints, and a fondness for spicy foods, acne, <laughs> palpitations, and epilepsy. Hmm. Okay. Interesting, isn't it? I'll take quite a few of those. <laughs> 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 Should we move on very quickly? Okay, let's go. <laughs> um, so that was it for apologies and bookmarks, was it? Yeah, I think there is yeah. one or two others that might come up. I think sometimes, yeah. It's okay, we can be wrong. We're allowed to be. That's the whole point yeah, of this. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But sometimes it's a week to weaken. Yeah. But I'm upset now that I can have an opinion that's wrong. Quite upset about that. No, I was just picking on you to oh, try yeah. and evoke some sort of emotion. I didn't believe it at all. Okay. Did you get what the response you were after? Yeah. I got you riled. <laughs> Um, I want to talk about imposter syndrome. Um, are you familiar? Um, familiar enough to know what? God, look at us. Familiar enough. <laughs> we're not twenty two millennials. Well, we can talk about our demographic later, but I'm yeah. trying to. I'm trying to. Yeah. I'm trying to uh, attract the younger yeah. listener. Okay, by dropping off several letters. Yeah, um, I am. I think I've got a bit of a view, but I'd like to hear because I'm sure you're going to come up with a much. Well. Yeah, I mean, I have a, I have a view on it. And, okay. um, well, uh, well, what is it then, I guess? And then we can discuss the views. If I've led you out. If you haven't got a description there, we're in trouble. No, I have. No, okay. I have. Um, I've picked, um, I mean, there's obviously lots of lots of reading about it, but um, I'm just kind of uh, picking an article from time.com, um, which when you start to look at these things, it's exactly the same as everybody else that's got it. So mm-hmm. I think someone's written it first. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, news are just regurgitated and facts are regurgitated, mm. aren't they? So I'm not, I don't even think I need to give a credit because I found literally word for word yeah. from different. Um, so imposter syndrome, 
is the idea that you've only succeeded due to luck and not because of your talent or qualifications. Mm-hmm. Um, back to qualifications again. <laughs> uh, it was first identified in 1978 by psychologists Pauline Rose Clance and Susan Imes in their paper, which was called uh, The Imposter Phenomenon in High Achieving Women, Dynamics and Therapeutic Intervention. They theorized that women were uniquely affected by, by imposter syndrome. Mm-hmm. In, in 78. Since then, research has shown that both men and women experience imposter feelings, and Clance published a later paper acknowledging that imposter syndrome is not limited to women. She also created an imposter syndrome test, which I haven't tried yet. Mm-hmm. But, um, pretty complicated. Uh, today, imposter syndrome can apply to anyone who isn't able to internalize their own successes. Imposter syndrome expert... Valerie Young, who is the author of a book on the subject called The Secret Thoughts of Successful Women, has also found patterns in people who experience imposter feelings. Now she's going to whittle these down to to five different ones. So we've got perfectionists, experts, natural genius, soloists, and supermen. Supermen dash women. There's supermen and superwomen, yeah. Um, So perfectionists set extremely high expectations for themselves, and even if they meet 99% of their goals, they're going to feel like failures. Any small mistake will make them question their own competence. With experts, they feel they need to know every piece of information before the start of a project. Uh, They won't apply for a job if they don't meet all of the criteria in the posting, and they might be hesitant to ask questions in class or speak up in a meeting because they're afraid to look like an idiot. Uh, The natural genius has to struggle to work hard to accomplish something. He or she thinks this means they aren't good enough. They're They're used to skills coming easily, and when they have to put in effort, their brain tells them that's proof that they're an imposter. Mm-hmm. Soloists, they feel they have to accomplish tasks on their own. And if they need to ask for help, they think that that means they're, they're a failure or a fraud. And the supermen or superwomen push themselves to work harder than those around them to prove that they're not imposters. So they feel the need to succeed in all aspects of life at work as parents, as partners, and may feel stressed when they are not accomplishing something. Um, now, I think I suffer from imposter syndrome. Mm-hmm. I don't think I have it all the time. But once I read those patterns, I felt I probably have a little bit of all of those things. Okay. So I, I don't know. I'm not, I don't think they're saying you fit into one of those five. Right. But they've just identified various different, um, different things. Um, so I kind of, I think I heard about imposter syndrome maybe about five years ago. So I met up with a guy who, who a friend and fellow agency owner mm-hmm. and he works for what I would consider one of the most respected agencies in Bristol and we were having a chat and you know we, we, we got to, you know we've got that relationship where we can be quite honest with each other yeah. and he was saying how is it all going and I just you know said you know it, it's it's good but it's difficult and uh sometimes I feel like I don't know what I'm doing mm-hmm. and I'm out of my depth and um and I'm winging it which is probably something mm. I've always felt yeah um and then he said oh that's imposter syndrome and I went, okay, that sounds pretty, mm. anything with syndrome in it sounds <laughs> pretty, pretty heavy. And then he began to say how he felt the same. That one person that you, you held in high regard mm-hmm. turned around and went, you're not alone. Mm. You know, uh, really kind of, um, I guess it's someone who can level with you like that. Yeah. Just made me feel incredibly, uh, um, I don't know what the word is. <laughs> uh, Reassured or? Yeah. I guess it's that thing of just not being alone. Mm. Because I think, you know, it's one of the, you know, we all get in our bubbles, don't whatever we're doing, we're in our bubbles, whether that's a home bubble or work bubble or, 
you know, and there's lots of things out there we see people doing. We hear we hear about things, and you know, there's probably there's lots of things fear of missing out. Things yeah. that people are do, you know, yeah, you know, doing things you should be doing. Um, so that was kind of a really interesting thing for me. And kind of since then, I've I've read up a lot a lot about it. Um, like most things, I think you're made aware of it. it. Doesn't mean you can go away and fix it. Like most things to do with us as humans. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, yeah, it's kind of comforting that that lots of people suffer from this and 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 some and I think that for me I have this kind of push and pull thing mm-hmm. where sometimes I feel really confident about my own I have confidence in my own abilities and I know what I'm capable of yeah. and I I know I have that um perfectionist nature and I'll come to the perfectionist bit in a minute because there's kind of two different ways of looking at it but I feel I have to kind of better myself mm-hmm. in whatever I'm doing so there's a lot, I guess there's lots of internal and external factors and I get that kind of push and pull. So yeah, I, I want to better myself, but then I'll have moments where I feel I'm just, you know, the crushing self-doubt and the, what am I doing here? How did I get here? Is all a series of, you know, accidental, yeah. um, and, I guess mistakes and, and, you know, have I, yeah, have I got here by luck rather than judgment and, and knowledge? Cause you can't say, I guess one of the big things for me is that I've never, I've never worked in a, in an organization as big as my own organization. Right. So at every point it's always new. The bigger we get, mm-hmm. the, the newer it gets. Yeah. Cause I've not done it for, it's not like I've done it, you know, I've done this before. Some people haven't, they, mm. they've built mm. business. It's, it's failed or whatever yeah. it's gone. They built it up again. At least they've had that experience. But I'd now I'd kind of look at that and go, well, even if they do something again, that would be for the first time. So actually everything you do is for the first time. Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of where the, once I started to tell myself that, actually winging it's okay, I've not done this before. Yeah. We're only going to do this once, whatever it is we're doing. Um, so that's kind of helped me with that imposter bit. You, you mentioned self-doubt, and I was going to say when you were going through it, in that, and this is playing devil's advocate a little bit, is that, everybody's bound to have a degree of self-doubt in every element of their life. I haven't met anyone, mm. you know, that, that thinks they've got everything sussed. And I'm whether... Have you not? No. You're oh. looking at me as if I was going to say that I had. <laughs> no, not, no, it's probably sounding more loaded than it. No, I'm surprised no. that I've... Maybe it's just in the fields we've been in. You must have met someone who... I don't know. I've met people who've who've been massively successful, whether it's in business or in sport or... But I, I still think... The point I was going to say about the self-doubt is I think it's more of a societal um, influence than mm. perhaps it was back in the day. Um, it's funny, for someone who spends quite a lot of time on social media, I'm always scathing of it, and I think it was... I think it's that element around the way things are portrayed create self-doubt where maybe there was none before in this day and age where back in the day you didn't have comparisons so you went to work you did your work your comparison was whoever's in the office you didn't have yeah yeah, there was no maybe maybe the person you went down the pub with yeah yeah and that that was pretty much it and i think one of the things um one of the things that i think is the most positive and this is sort of on the the theme but it is slightly different is um i've seen quite a few insta posts from women at the moment have have done the same pose, um, but have slightly changed their body angle. And one was the post that they put up, and the other one that was that showed cellulite or stretch marks or fat or anything that would be seen as imperfections. Mm. 
And I think, I think these are so valuable. And this is, this is why I'm linking this to the self-doubt, is that, you know, back in the day, things that people were aspiring to... I was having this conversation with someone the other day and we were talking about um, you know, who was sort of you know, famous back in the day and we were talking about sort of models. And back in my day, it was Sam Fox from The Sun. And it was just like, <laughs> she was like the epitome of, you know, or Kylie back in the day, something yeah, like that. Yeah. But there was two or three people that mm. basically dominated, yeah. you know, if you're a 15-year-old lad with a crush, Linda Lusardi for the dads, Sam Fox <laughs> and Kylie. <laughs> yeah. And so the point I'm making now is that if you go on to, yeah, you know, Instagram, you'll see, you know, instead of those three, you'll see 3,000 women that are probably, you know, as attractive or as, you know, whatever could, mm. could, could fulfill that role. So that's going to create self-doubt. And I think what I love at the moment, especially with women on Instagram and some of the PTs that I follow, is that they're showing the other side. They're showing that, you know, what we're, what is displayed, that is going to create self-doubt if mm. people are trying to get to that stage. So it isn't totally about the imposter syndrome, but it's about that bit around the pressures to to be the best in everything. I guess it's where the pressures are coming from. Yeah. And it's so easy to blame everything on social, isn't it? I mean, always every, almost everything points back yeah, to that, yeah. doesn't it? Kind yeah. of either you know it was almost too much of the wrong information or there's too mm. much of the right information no one knows which one to look at yeah and then you've got the visual nature of it and i guess comparing you know not just to to one individual like you said mm-hmm. back in your day but to thousands mm. i mean if you mm. flick through you know flicking through instagram on any kind of on any subject there's going to be yeah hundred you could flick through it in, in 10 minutes yeah, yeah. hundreds of yeah. different you've got and i guess we maybe we don't realize how much that is kicking in um but I guess it's yeah, it's stuff you it's stuff you read. And there's definitely the you only sing when you're winning kind of part mm-hmm. of it. Most people only put stuff on social yeah, if yeah, it's yeah. if it's great. But yeah. you know they're boast, boasting, or um, it's just look at me. I guess I mean, mm. I'm super conscious of the stuff I put up, and I, think I probably overthink things. And you know, I I, I've, I've certainly put stuff up and deleted more than I've probably posted, yeah. or or started to put something. You're quite often self-effacing. You you did a post the other day of your bike outside a cafe and the, the comment underneath it was almost trying to take away from the fact that it wasn't a perfect shot. You, you made some point like something wasn't in the right position. It was literally yeah. a bike outside the cafe, which I don't oh, think... Oh, I remember what that was. And it was sort of, you know, you hadn't got the... Yeah, and this probably sounds like a really minor thing, but the, the point I was making, because I read something not so long back about how to take pictures of your butt. I mean, it's weird as a cyclist. Yeah, yeah. You know, you, you, you know, we all will do it. I guess whatever our thing is. Um, I'm not one for selfies, but I will put my bike on there. But I'll, cyclists generally prop their bike up against something, mm-hmm. a gate, take a picture of the landscape, and have their bike in it. I've, I do it, and my Instagram's yeah. kind of full of it. But then I read somewhere that when you do that, you have to have the chain on the on the big ring at the front, okay. and you have to have your pedals at at three and nine o'clock yeah. <laughs> or, it, or, it, or you might as well not bother yeah so that's what I was, I was making that point I was like it might sound like a minor point but that's actually kind of the point I'm probably making here all those little details stick don't they yeah yeah the way the way someone poses or the way someone looks the way she, someone should be behaving then you get into leadership and how you should be running your business and how you should be talking to your staff and how you mm-hmm. should be how you should should and it, maybe that's one for another time is the word should yeah because it's hideous isn't it yeah it is hideous. I'm I'm using the word should, and I'm I'm trying not to. It's actually when you, it's really difficult to take words out of your vocabulary. We have had this discussion, haven't we? I think we have, yeah. not on here, but no. 
Um, it's something I haven't really looked into. I'd like to. Um, we could have a should special. We should. <laughs> we should. <laughs> we should. Really. Um, it kind of reminds me very quickly of uh, Jason Freed, who who runs a software business in America, and he wrote. Um, uh, I hope I'm going to get this right. A book called Rework, mm-hmm. um, which is really good. I do recommend it. Again, I'll put a link up to it. Uh, one of his things was um, he's banned ASAP from from his business, okay. um, which I thought was quite interesting because actually things like that are nonsense, aren't they? Yeah, it's like any other business. Going back in the 80s, I used to have a boss who refused to have any other business on the agenda. And his view was, if you're going to say something, say it. then tell me what it's going to be and I'll put a number next to it. <laughs> yeah. It's like this sort of yeah. lucky bag at the end, <laughs> you know. It's yeah. like you open it and you get... It's like our mailbag. <laughs> yeah. There might be nothing in it or, or one thing, but yeah, but they had, um, yeah, so, um, what we're we talking about, um, imposter syndrome, weren't we? Um, we were talking about the self doubt, and I think one of the things I was thinking about when we thought about setting this up, and the thing that you say at the beginning about helping one person, mm. although we've had a lot of positivity about these podcasts, which I'm like feel really humbled by. A little bit of me is thinking, especially around the mental health, that I think that's a key bit that we just keep alluding to. And I think I was saying to you the other day, mm. I'm finding at the moment um, with, with clients and with friends, there is such a sense of unease at the moment just because of everything that's happening. And everyone's always going to say, oh, life's always more hectic than it was back in the day. But I think that general bit of people not even knowing you know, we've had a, a thing today about going to the pub tonight and it's mm. like, shall I book a table? How many people? Do you know what I mean? It's got it's... very complicated very quickly. Oh, has it? <laughs> <laughs> but it's sort of everyone fancy a beer tonight. We're like, yeah. And then, yeah. then we've, you know, the yeah. admin kits in, kits yeah. in, doesn't it? So I think it's that element of, for me, that, that there is a lot of uncertainty. There is a lot of self-doubt. And I think what I think I'd like to be able to do through this podcast and whether we're talking about something about imposter is exactly the bit you said at the beginning that people aren't alone. And I still think there is that Mm. feeling that, you know, that that when you experience something, you're the only person experiencing. And I think it's nice to know other people. I shared this with a PT the other day. When you lose a client as a PT, it's like, that's it. That's the end. You know, they've left. The reality is that clients with a PT should be temporary. Mm. You only go to a driving instructor to learn how to drive. When you've learned, you move on. Interesting, yeah. A PT should enable you to be able to move on. You might be there in terms of having some, you know, some input along the way and some motivation and coming back to someone and being shown new things. But the reality is you shouldn't be with a PT forever. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, you will stay with me forever. Yeah, I was, it doesn't end with my head. <laughs> I'm the whole of your support structure. <laughs> but... Um, yeah, so I think that there is that element of, I think, I think it's good to actually share the fact that, and it's the bit you said at the beginning, the bit you stuttered over every week about <laughs> our imperfections. I think it is true. People yeah. need to hear it, though. They need to hear yeah. that other people are struggling. There's another, so the opposite of imposter syndrome is something called the Dunning-Kruger effect, mm-hmm. which sounds cooler than yeah. imposter syndrome. I'm signing up to that one. <laughs> It is the following. So the Dunning-Kruger effect is a type of cognitive bias in which people believe that they are smarter and more capable than they really are. Mm-hmm. Now, I would put a, a lot of money on you have met someone like this. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> um, essentially, low ability... You mean, you mean me, don't you? <laughs> 
Essentially, low ability people do not possess the skills needed to recognize their own incompetence. Okay. Yeah. The combination of poor self-awareness and low cognitive ability leads them to overestimate their own capabilities. The term lends a scientific name and explanation to a problem that many people immediately recognize, that fools are blind to their own foolishness. Mm -hmm. As Charles Darwin wrote in his book, The Descent of Man, ignorance more frequently begets confidence that does knowledge. Saw that on Twitter a couple of days ago. Did you? Yeah. That very that phrase. Right. Yeah. And it was someone saying basically that a lot of people on Twitter will say something with such a confidence that you believe it mm. and then you look into it and you go, That could not possibly be yeah. true. But the way it's sold and the confidence behind it Yeah. Dra- draws you in really. Doing doing this podcast mm-hmm. kind of goes again, we kinda of covered it the other week, but it goes against what I'm used to and I guess okay. if you have an element of imposter syndrome you, get, you know what authority do I have to sit here and speak into this microphone mm-hmm. and, and you know and have the kind of almost the audacity to think that someone's going to listen to this and take yeah. anything away no I get Who that no I get I that yeah um, I guess as a creative I feel I have to there's no point just sitting and, and creating things and not let it not I guess not sharing them mm-hmm. it kind of it feels like that's kind of such an important part of completing the creative process. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, I Rather get than that. just going, being a prolific artist and no one ever, ever sees your work. So there's an element of, when we talked about putting this stuff out. But this, this, but, this podcast isn't done with, with um, an, an arrogance that, that no, it was, people are queuing up to listen to us or will agree with us or that it will be wholly successful. I think it's, for me, certainly, bits of it, and this is why I was referring again to the mental health. I've, I've, had, I've had a very interesting <laughs> not interesting week interesting is the wrong word i've had a very varied week with like a lot of ups and a lot of downs but one of the the ups has been a couple of bits of feedback where people have gone what you've said i valued it wasn't a big thing it was just mm-hmm. you know and probably nine times out of ten you've just done it because you've just happened to say words that have resonated with somebody yeah. they haven't been particularly whoops they haven't been particularly um clever and insightful but at that time, for that person, they were enough to... Yeah. And there are often things that I don't listen to myself. You know, I, I'm very good at giving advice and not taking it on myself. So I think, I think going back to the podcast, yeah, I think if there's a couple of nuggets that we give and people go away and they've spent 35 minutes listening to us but something has helped yeah. them, then I don't think that's an arrogance. I think that's, no, I in some ways, so. it's altruism, isn't it? But I think I'm also, and this is where I probably sound like a huge contradiction... In that there's there's people out there who I know and I I, I like Facebook. I give LinkedIn a bit of a bashing. Mm-hmm. I don't like it. I don't like. I don't think it reflects how we do business. Certainly, how I want to do business mm. or be in the business world. And there's plenty of people who I've just you know talked about the Dunning Kruger effect and described a lot of people that I see all over mm-hmm. the channels. And like we, we covered a minute ago, I think it's, like I said, it wasn't back in the day, you didn't have all these channels. There's a lot more channels these yeah. days. I, I would argue it's still the same. People still built the same broadly, but you, you're just bombarded from every mm-hmm. angle with either their bullshit or their wisdom. Yeah. Or, you know, your humility or their arrogance, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and every shade thereof. For me, I, I want to do this because... It's kind of, I guess, the antithesis of, of some of the, the characters on yeah. LinkedIn who will proclaim that they know everything. 
And I think the thing I struggle with is I know for a fact that none of those have done any of the things for any amount of time or with any, actually probably just never done any of the things yeah. they're talking yeah. about. I know yeah. they're bullshitters. Yeah. I absolutely know they are. So I'm sitting there going, I know that I've been there and done that. Mm. I just, and I struggle that I don't have the ability to go out and impart my thoughts mm -hmm. because I don't want to look like you. Mm. So that is a massive contradiction in a sense isn't it yeah i don't want to be like the people i'm not because this, this is a difficult one because it's something i've been really want to talk about yeah but i've never talked about it out loud no you know i can sit in my car and go oh yeah i think you know think that think that and then you come to do it and like actually it's not coming out mm. half as eloquently as i want it to um i think maybe it's that humility bit for me mm -hmm. maybe i've because i've met some of these people who i think are charlatans for want of a better word but they're all over. I shouldn't get wound up that they're all over LinkedIn and all over no. social saying this stuff. No. But I also see that people are believing it. Yeah. And people I know and respect kind of pining, oh, that's really good. It's like, just... It goes back to our skinny coffee of last week. There are people in the industry saying, take this. And there's more and more people saying to them, you know, shut the fuck up sort of thing. Mm. But there is that element of what you've just described is that so although I feel very strongly that that is wrong and, and affects people's health, you know, maybe the fact that I've remained silent is, is I'm letting people down. I should be a little bit more vocal rather than having that information and just holding, holding it to myself. Um, it was an Insta story. Just, this is just slight deviation, but only very slight. I was going to put up an Insta story yesterday, which was going to be um, hashtag cancel Netflix. Oh, I saw that. And then underneath, I was going to put, if you don't know, I've put this hashtag up, learn. Is that about cuties? Yeah. Yeah. So I was going to put that up. And I don't know why I didn't, to be honest. I think I will do it after this. The point I was trying to make was that it's no good for me sitting and saying this is abhorrent and wrong and then not doing something about it in no matter how small a way that might be. Sure. Um, and it is apparent and wrong, and therefore I think you have a duty, especially if I come from a position of some knowledge. You know, I've worked with monstrous people in prisons, mm -hmm. yeah, the worst, worst ever offenders, and if I just see something that Netflix are putting out and go, hmm, that's the sort of stuff that I've, you know, worked yeah. with people that yeah. have thrived on that, yeah. but I'll keep quiet because I don't want anyone to be upset by me bringing in child pornography into my Insta story. But I'm thinking now as I'm vocalising it, yeah, that's that's around the bit, going back to you, what you're saying. If we have the knowledge and we're confident that's right, mm -hmm. don't let the charlatans go out. And somebody, I, I saw someone, and this, this to me comes under the charlatan, someone said about cuties, um, basically uh, supporting it, was saying you could see a film of the Holocaust, but that isn't saying that mass genocide is a good idea. Mm -hmm. Therefore you're seeing a film about child pornography. In essence, that's what this element of the film is. But it doesn't say it's a good thing. So it's like, because it's not a real thing, you can't have a... It isn't like a documentary where you could see these people are doing X, Y, and Z, so that is wrong. The point was that the, these 11-year-old girls that were dancing in a sexualized way, highly sexualized, that is wrong. They were... Although they were acting, they were still doing the action. Yeah. 
the people who were doing yeah. the Holocaust weren't being killed. They weren't in concentration camps. <laughs> yeah. They were actors. So yeah. although these girls were actors, they were doing the sexualized mm-hmm. behavior. Yeah, and I think that's the charlatan. Someone there's going, well, it isn't that bad. Yeah. Anyway, that escalated quickly, didn't yeah, it? It did. Okay, should we, uh, should we kick it on? Mm. Uh, numbers. Yeah. Um, are we recording now? Yes, we are. Okay. <laughs> or the honesty (laughs) painfully honest Uh, your association with numbers we've touched on this haven't we I called you a serial ranker which was pretty strong you have to back that up and you've talked briefly to me about your association with numbers which I find interesting my association with numbers is is I think it's bizarre I think it's it's a little bit too much in some ways, because... To who? You or, or anybody else? Someone once said to me, when I was discussing something about the numbers, they said, would the world collapse if you didn't do X, Y, and Z? And I said, I'm not going to take that risk. <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm sticking by the fact that if I stick to my strange relationship with numbers and mm. ranking... So as an example, I think the one that sticks in my mind, but I don't think you fully explained it, was number plates mm-hmm. isn't there a thing with that for you um I, well there, there is but there is for absolutely everything oh, just wherever there are wherever you see yeah, yeah. numbers yeah um i can remember being with my dad um about a year ago i was driving him somewhere and he was just saying random um just random phrases in the passenger seat of the car and i suddenly realized he was looking at the number plates in front and making up random sentences with the three letters right. uh, on every car we saw. And I okay. realised we used to do that as a child. Okay. But I realised the thing with the numbers comes from probably my dysfunctional childhood in terms of I found a book the other day um, that started with the number one and then doubled. What do you mean the book started with the number no, one? No, no, I'd written down the number one and then I'd written two, four, eight, sixteen, thirty-two. Right. And pages and pages and pages of this book. What, were a number on each page? Just double. No, each line of the book, oh. I would double the number. Wow. Until I was up into billions. And this was the day before calculators. This is when, this is probably 1970. You could do that just out of your... Yeah. Just off your head. I'll have a go now. So it'd be or, one, one two, four, eight, sixteen, thirty. This is great radio. <laughs> 64, 128, 256, 512, 1024, 2048, 4096. Yeah, so it's all still there. Um, Crikey. So, so constantly, I think, I will either look for numbers and try and find associations mm. or numbers will have. So I was a bookie. Um, I've been a bookie for several different bookmakers. And again, this was pre-calculator. So everything had to be worked yeah, out in your head. Yeah. So I can work out, so you convert the odds into, um, you convert a, a fraction, so, so two to one, you convert it into a decimal and then you work out, so two to one would be, you convert that into a decimal and then times that by the stake to work out how much someone's won, but you would do every single race okay. in your head. Wow. So you convert a fraction to a decimal, then change it, ch- multiply it by the stake. And as I said, we had no calculators. And... Um, so I guess that's probably why I got into that that profession, amongst other reasons. And um, but yeah, so numbers we we were discussing. I had a um, uh, an Insta story from a friend that um, lives in Bahrain, 
and she had put a photograph of her alarms for the morning mm -hmm. and it was 311 427 513 right 709 um and said can anybody else relate um interesting my middle daughter does exactly the same right. um when we talked about it at home, she she the same she just, the same types numbers would, or just would not would not have a zero events. or a five, but she would pick the numbers specifically. So, okay, my so where this gets ridiculous is that because numbers in a certain formation I would not use as an alarm, I may struggle to set the alarm for the time that I actually want to get up. Right. Because a number of um, numbers would be precluded. Mm -hmm. So if I wanted to get up, say, at 7.15, I wouldn't set the alarm at 7.15 because I would never do it ending in a 5 and a 0. Right. I wouldn't do it at 7.16 because 7 minus 1 is 6, so it has a, it has a formation. Right. 717, obviously, wouldn't have that. 7.18 <laughs> is 7 plus 1 is 8. So the first time I could set it would be 7.19. Right. I couldn't set it at 7.20, 7.21, 3 sevens are 21, so I couldn't do that. 7.22, I wouldn't have two numbers together. So 7.23 would be the next time. So I'm limited in terms of how many numbers I can use, but I do tend to send my, set my alarm about five to seven alarms right. every morning. Depending on when you need to be anywhere. So I'll have random times, so okay. my alarm will constantly go off. So. That isn't any more complex. Once you've done them, that's no more complex than going to 7.15 or 7.30. When you're used to it. When you're used to it. I'm sitting here, it. Just, my brain's just melted yeah. listening to that. And probably it's overcomplicated and probably it doesn't need to It's happen. not for you. No. And I feel... So it's a re I guess it's a, it's a reflex or it's... Yeah. A, and, yeah. And, and it's easy for someone to go, stop being a prick. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like if you want to get up at 7.15, that's when you set your alarm for. And yeah. it isn't any... I'm not coming here with, I have massive anxieties about numbers. It's just, that's you would where I if feel you comfortable. If you didn't do that, you'd have massive anxiety. I'm not even sure that it would be massive anxiety, because I did do a 720, uh, a 5.20 the other day and surprised myself. <laughs> but it just felt right. I, I guess I probably <laughs> invoke, I invoke feelings and emotions into inanimate things. So numbers to me. Is this a control thing? Is it because you can set that? Numbers. So if someone came, you know, if someone came to you and said, "I want you to be here at this time and that time," no, you know, I don't think it's a control thing. I think it's around. Um, I think it's around. I have a. I think it's around overthinking. So what I do is, and we've talked about this, uh, talked about rankings. Mm. Is that I will rank pretty much anything. Mm. So if I'm in a certain situation, so if I'm standing in the shower. I will rank the shampoo bottles based on their font, their colour, <laughs> right. their marketing, their shape. Uh -huh. And actively in my mind, I will rank them. Maybe you're saying to me you're ranking phone companies, mobile phone companies. Yeah. I think yeah. that one was as well, wasn't it? But also but for, diff I, for different reasons. I now link mobile phone companies. Um, I would link it with other rankings. So I would have an association with either the logo, the colour, mm -hmm. what I felt that. So Vodafone, to me, is fairly, fairly sort of, I don't know. Vodafone is Broadmead, 
Okay, it's just it's I would I wouldn't feel a, a Bristol reference. It's just a Bristol <laughs> reference, yeah. For those of you in Texas, in terms that it's it, it's not shiny. It's just yeah. workmanlike. Yeah. Three is more shiny than Vodafone, mm-hmm. and so I would have rankings. I rank mugs, for example. If I'm looking in a cupboard, I will rank which mug I'm going to use, and that's simple because everyone has their favourite mug. But if the favourite mug is ranks them though. Not everyone ranks maybe the next three. I don't think I have a second or a third favourite. No. <laughs> you probably do. Yes. Mm-hmm. I do with So are they packs. in the cupboard with your favourite at the front? Or do you like going through your least favourites before you get to that one? Because I already know the ranking, it doesn't matter. Oh, just pick one. So I, I know what Will you pick my them first... based on anything else other than just which one's at the front? I'll find yeah, I'll find the mug I want. If it's a if it's a cupboard full of twenty mugs and ranking one two three have gone i will look for four right or wash it up but there might be another 16 mugs there that i would choose not to have i think you need to get rid of some mugs (laughs) just you know do you know what i mean 20 yeah okay mind you i've probably got a lot i think everyone's got a case of too many mugs. they have i think to be honest if you're ranked less than 15 in the mug world you need to go in the bin (laughs) do you know what i mean but um so yeah and i think i think I don't see this, I'm not describing this as a problem, but I'm just describing, I guess, as... Yeah, I think... I don't know, a fascination with figures. I mean, you know, so for example, last example, I just said about my dysfunctional childhood. I used to play, I'm not going to go into all of this, but I used to play Monopoly by myself with five imaginary friends. This is, God, this is like therapy. It's all now. Yeah. A lot of kids did. A lot of kids played at home with certain things. But one of the things, for example, that, that has come from that, it, it doesn't matter that I was playing with my imaginary friends, although two of them I'm not in contact with anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but um, well, where three of them you are. <laughs> yeah, they're here. <laughs> you what you mean at? you can't see them? <laughs> but um, so, so just in terms of numbers now, I would be pretty confident that I could go round the Monopoly board in order, mention every property, okay. the cost of every property, and probably the cost of, not all, but of buying a house and the rent you would get back on that property. Okay. Now, I, why have I kept that information that isn't... Useful? No, it isn't useful. But to know every single one in order is obviously, mm. I guess, my something about my brain just mm. takes that in. And so, like today, when I've been running, the, the timing has... Massive impact for me. And my training partner said to me today, when, when I got my number for the race, she goes, are you all right with 12? <laughs> it's like, I'll manage. You know? <laughs> Just don't look at it. Yeah. Good job it's on your chest. Why have you mentioned right. it? But, um, so, yeah, I think it's just and be interesting. Has that kind of led you to do what you've ever done in terms of, I guess, you know, work and things you've enjoyed, you know? Being, being a PT now, we're always talking about numbers, reps, combinations thereof. I think you like... Certainly on Thursday, I think you added up how many reps I'd done for yeah. the whole session. Yeah, and I sometimes r- I didn't work need out. it, but it was it was interesting yeah. once you'd given it me. Yeah. But I think you. you yeah, I was consciously doing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was adding up as we went along, and sometimes looking at. I don't tell you this, but I sometimes look at total weight lifted to see if that was as much as I'd want for that session. And okay, so yeah, numbers. Yeah, I think numbers are just really, really important to me, and I think. Do you find a comfort in it? Yeah. As much yeah. as a discomfort sometimes, depending on... Can it be too busy in your brain? Can you... I think my brain's too busy, full stop. I think the numbers are just... Part of it. 
Yeah. I think everyone's got some number thing, haven't they? Yeah. Whether it's got a lucky number or, you know, numbers they read wrong, whether it's a, you know, number dyslexic mm. or whatever. There's some sort of associations or yeah. someone's had a bad experience with a number. And this <laughs> is mean, it. I've get... always tried to avoid numbers. Because I guess that's one of the reasons I do what I do. Is, well, the irony now is that all I do is look at numbers, but mm. the reason I got into design is because I didn't have... I struggle with numbers. And you're talking about all the... I struggle with multiplications with, you know, fractions mm-hmm. and mm. mental arithmetic was just hell for me. So I always did things that didn't involve maths. Yeah. And then to, you know, be involved in things that just involve maths now <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. But uh yeah, some people I I I'm quite jealous that you kind of you're, you're so comfortable with them. So I'd like to be more comfortable with numbers. I guess I, I guess I have an element of, of control of them, I guess. So it's like quite interesting, yeah, when we'd be as a PT, you'll sort of be putting the weights up and mm. you as a client will go, how much is that? And I'll look at the colours and go, yeah, that's 65 yeah. kilos. It's, so, yeah, I think you're right. I think maybe I've been attracted to just the way numbers work. I just find it. Mm. And I think the interesting thing is, is that presenting of this sort of slightly tongue-in-cheek about, oh, how wacky you are, like setting your, set, your clock for, I was going to say 7.08, obviously, I wouldn't, for 7.09. <laughs> and... Um, <laughs> But it, it isn't really wacky. It's just a number. It's just a thing, isn't it? Yeah. And time is, most of time is a man-made constraint anyway, isn't it? True. Yeah. That's the one thing that I'm just, I find very hard. You ask anybody, any child, how many weeks there are in a year? Mm. And they'll say 52. And there aren't. There's more than 52. Why do we teach our kids there's 52 weeks in the year? Huh? Are they not? Do are the they? math. I can't. <laughs> just explain that. I can't do math. You're not going to get on countdown, is it? No. So 52 times 7... 364 there's never 364 days in the year there's either 365 or 366 okay so there's more than 52 weeks in a year do you have a conspiracy theory about this no but it's just a lie why why do we a kid goes to school how many weeks in a year 52 it isn't true you could go well almost 52 they, we don't teach them almost 52 oh you mean it's not quite it's close it's just over oh but like since when has time become sort of a guesstimate like we're going to teach you. Well, for something that's so accurate, why be so inaccurate? Yeah, it's time. We're measuring our lives mm-hmm. and kids are brought up to... Does anyone trip over that at the <clears> end? <throat> I don't think anyone's been... Well, has anyone fallen foul of it being slightly longer, right? We, we but that doesn't, <laughs> that doesn't matter. That's like, that's like saying... But do, is it do, is important, I guess? Do this sum. Well, that's close enough. If there's, if we're well, saying it depends this, what you're doing. If you're you know, designing precision... <laughs> Yeah. No, no, but you get the points I'm making. There's 52 point whatever yeah. weeks in the year. There isn't 52. Okay. How, how much more difficult would it be to say there's 52 point, you know, three weeks in the year? Because that's the maybe truth. Maybe no one's getting to explaining it, but maybe actually it's quite simple when you've just mm. done, the ma- done the maths. I just think why, you know. I haven't actually, what I was going to do with this world in numbers was work out how many, how many people have died during this podcast. Okay. <laughs> Not from listening to it, <laughs> just from... Um, uh, the time, but um, deaths today says 11,293,237,293,237,237,237,237,237,237,237,237,237,237,237,237,237,237,237,237,237,237,237,237,237,237,237,237,237,237,237,237,237,237,237,237,237,237,237,237,237,237,237,237,237,237,237,237,237,237,
It's mad, isn't it? It is. A lot of babies, isn't it? Mm. Well, they're all babies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but the, yeah, this one we kind of touched on the the other week, wasn't it? In terms of the the amount of um, people that are overweight. Mm. So overweight people in the world is um, is it say one point? I mean, you're better at one point. Um, there's lots of commas. Yeah. <laughs> um, one point six billion. Right. And undernourished. Oh. Um, Undernourished is 845 million. Okay, so half. Yeah, the amount of obese is 700, 765 That's what million. I was looking at yeah, when so I looked at this. The obese, the obese is yeah. going up faster than the undernourished, yeah. which in one respect could be seen as a positive. I get really kind of... Um, cynical about you know this web you know these are i guess they are taking an average over a period of time and there isn't someone recording yeah. no <laughs> <laughs> knowing a little bit about websites yeah. being, you know where they're getting their data from but yes. of course it, i guess it's taken a i don't know how it's calculating every day or a week and then yeah working it out but it's got to be there or thereabouts yeah. doesn't it which is um it's quite it's about as exact science as weeks in a year <laughs> You you looked at me when I'm saying that as if, as if like why the fuck does that matter anyway? Yeah, I think it does matter. Not to me. I don't think I'm going to worry about that. I was already if there, if there's a day less or something, I'd be like, okay, what's happened to that? I'd be worried. But but the bit I met and I don't know what the percentage is. I'll work it out in a minute. But say it is point three. If if you're a teacher in school and they go right, children, it's twenty four hours in a in a day yeah. and sixty minutes in an hour. And there's 52 weeks in a year, lie. Yeah. But all they'd have to say is 0.3. So if they said 52.3 weeks in a year, all they're saying is 0.3, and then they're accurate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not. So, right. so I don't know. I just don't get Does it, why. I don't know. Does someone go why 0.3? Like you with a 47.2, you ask whether there's a decimal. Well, no, no, because it would be an actual thing, wouldn't it? Because 52 weeks is 364 days. If there's, so it's 1 364th is the decimal fraction, so it isn't 0.3, so it's going to be 0.3 of wrong. Okay. So it's 52.03 weeks. This is probably going to be... Apologies for next <laughs> Okay, this is going on too long. Okay, but, that's fine. Yeah. Uh, you might have to put your headphones on for this. Okay. Um, you know, we had some feedback about music, um, mm-hmm. and seeing as the, the drop and give me 20 is is your section. Uh, I thought I'd introduce it um, like this. Okay. What do you think? Is that that rag time? (laughs) It's called heist. (laughs) Do you like to hear it again or or not? Or is that enough? No, I can remember it. Okay. (laughs) Um, I just like the fact you've done it. So we're going to talk about, have you got your top five workouts to hand? Yeah. Is it in your head? Yeah. Because you can retain things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to do yours? Okay. Um, do you want to do five coming down to one? As in your five? Have you, have you ranked? Of course you've ranked them. <laughs> I've ranked them, but I want to start on one. Okay. Is that your favourite? My number. Is one your favourite? Yes, one being, one being top. Okay. Yeah. So we're not being typical Sunday afternoon chart. Yeah. Countdown. Um, and I've done... I've done if you like, a little bit wider than a workout because I just didn't want it being weights-based, if that's okay. So like. bearing in mind, because it's my passion, um, sprints is my number one, running fast. Um, people don't run fast. Children run fast. 
Mm-hmm. If True. you go to the beach, children run as fast as they can in the sand. Yeah. And if they're playing with a toy, children squat as deep as they can. And there's those two things as adults, we lose. I mean, running, even walking on the sand is difficult. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then running doesn't look cool. No. As a kid, you don't remind really me. But, but children would do that anyway. If you, if you set children, well, like if you go into a zoo, they? they all run mm. to get to the first thing, and we don't. So the reason I was really, really keen on sprinting, firstly, because I love it, like, with a passion. But the difference between sprinting and running, for me, is that I've, I'm training runners. I've got runners. And I would say the vast majority have constant niggles, constant injuries, constant injuries. And I think you get to a point in your life where your joints are going to struggle. Mm-hmm. I, don't think, I don't think we were built to run marathons, for example. I think it takes a toll yeah. on your body. Mm-hmm. And the older people get, the more of a toll it takes. But when I do my sprint training, so if I go down to the track on a Tuesday night, I'll be there... Say I'm there for an hour. I won't run any more than three minutes in that hour. So the rest of the time is stretching. Um, mm-hmm. Quite a lot's posing in the summer, obviously. Uh, <laughs> no, it's stretching. It's joint mobility. Um, it's it's just different movements and and patterns of movement. And the sprinting itself is is an explosion of of action and then a long rest and recovery. Mm-hmm. But I think in terms of just sheer energy and just sheer excitement, when I look at the distance runners going around the track, pounding and pounding and trouble with their knees, trouble with their joints, trouble with their ankles, sprinting to me just feels a bit more pure and simple. Mm -hmm. But I'm really, really surprised, I guess, that I think everything is pushed towards being a distance runner. So a lot of the people I train will go, I've done five kilometres, now I'm going to step up to ten and then half marathon, as in, as in it being the further you run, the better the it is. Easier, yeah. And I would say, be fast at five kilometres. Mm-hmm. You're just covering a distance per se. Yeah. I guess there's a cardio benefit there, isn't there? <clears throat> to, is there, kind of in terms of heart health and lung health, potentially? Um, or is that... That's yeah. what I think. I'm only but humming because as a PT, I'm not going to say, no, don't run because it isn't good for you. Yeah, cool. yeah it, it is cardio. The point I'm making is that if you're running at a certain pace, the cardio element could maybe be overestimated. Mm-hmm. So if you sure. were doing... So, for example, if you were doing um, running or jogging or whatever for weight loss... Mm-hmm. I would say it's way, way secondary to diet. You'll make weight loss by diet, not by running around a park. But if you just wanted to spend an hour, if you did something high energy like boxing or rowing, Mm. you would burn more calories. So it's it's this bit about, are you doing the activity because you like the activity, in which case 100% do it, 100%. Keep going, keep running, Forrest. If you're doing it because I'm running to lose weight, it isn't necessarily the best thing to do. And... You're li- unlikely to get injured rowing yeah. on a rowing machine. You are likely to get injured running in a, yeah, a park in yeah, February. Sure. Yeah, yeah, so okay. So back to the you know obviously what your what your goals are, but also it's interesting. You said I think we touched on it the other day about as you get older, there's an expectation of things you should and should yes. be doing, isn't yeah. there? You said you don't. We don't run. You're right. We we stop running. Yeah. You know I think I started running again playing football when I was you know uh, 35 or something yeah. or whatever it was. 
and you think, oh, I haven't, I haven't run a rat. You know, there's no, there's no reason to run unless you're getting chased yeah. by somebody. It's there. Um, yeah, unless there's a bear. Why, so why you shouldn't run? you? And I guess if you're, is there a, the speed thing, the fast twitching muscle bit? Is that beneficial to? It's beneficial in that every, the, I guess, everyday functional. Yeah, I think it's that bit around. If you haven't tried it, you don't know what it's like. And people aren't encouraged to go down to a track and sprint. They're encouraged to do park run or mm. couch to 5K. And, and it's great. And I think there's a big social aspect to yeah. these. Sprinting is quite an insular mm-hmm. individual sport, which is probably why, partly why I do it. But I think there's that element of... Um, someone the other day said to me, it's just so nice running really fast. And <laughs> yeah. it is. We don't In life, we don't run really fast. You and I know yeah. football, people don't run really fast <laughs> and that isn't because they haven't that they can't it's just you, you don't no one sprints balls out no but yeah, right. it's almost like why not you it's know fun. we are built to run fast we are mm. built to run away from bears and to hunt and, <laughs> yeah you know so yeah so sprinting is top for me because i think it has and i also saw on instagram um the day before yesterday a 103 year old woman just set a new world record for the 100 meters and you think cool. and she was and I think it was interesting. I mean, I could have beaten her easily the time on that. <laughs> but it was like interesting to think, you know, have a word with some other people and say, right, try 100 metres mm-hmm. and yeah. see how long it takes and then see how this 103-year-old woman did it. Yeah. So number two, that was a long one, but as your top one. Yeah, so. I'm just going to, I'm only going to spend a long. Um, number two is yoga. Okay. Um, mind blown, obviously. Because... Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm a PT going for yoga. It's um, no, you've you got into that a lot. I got into it a lot. Um, we'll do the link. It's a link that millions of people use. You've used as well, haven't you? Adrian. Yoga with Adrian. Yeah. Um, she comes across really well. It's mm. a good level. Yeah, yoga has changed. Changed so much about my mobility. It's changed more than any of the training I done. Uh, I've done that I have done in the past. Yeah. Uh, so yoga is second. Mm-hmm. Um. The reason I put weight training for a third and not first is that I think it's almost too easy as a PT to go. You Pretty go broad, to, but yeah, I guess any weight-based. Yeah, training. but it's basically so res- weight rather than any kind of resistance training. Well, resistance training is weight training. Okay, even if it's your own weight potentially, or or to a degree, yeah. So yeah, there is a fine line. So the main element, and I am going to speak more because I think we've had one or two people talking about the muscle mass thing. Uh, yeah, and because they started running. So they're like, oh, that's interesting. Yeah. You know? So I think um, we maybe need to do a, yeah. a deeper dive on that just to, to explain the science behind it because mm-hmm. it is really important. Um, yeah, I think resistance training is the only training that, number one, can increase your bone density. Swimming or cycling or stuff is obviously good for you. Yeah. But um, you have to have the resistance of a weight to, to build your bone density. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you look at the number of people as you get into your 50s and 60s who have problems from breaks and other things yeah. it seems daft that if you've got that facility you don't take it so yeah weight training would be three for me and I think I was thinking I don't actually think I'm in a position to give a four or five what why well because I want to hear a bit of yours first oh, God, you're teasing four and five I was very specific yeah about my press-ups one star jumps <laughs> I don't think I've ever done a star jump <laughs> egg and spoon race <laughs> I do love that. Um, Go on then, give your top three. I'm going five to one. Okay. So my least, these are my, I like them all, but these are my mm. le- out of the five, the least favourite. Um, seated leg curls. Okay. I put that in as I like because I can sit there and and look out 
of your garage and look at the trees <laughs> and have a chat. We can have yeah. a chat while I'm doing that, so I kind of like that one. Okay. And the legs are just doing their thing. So least like isn't really true, is it? It's like... Well, out of that five, yeah, it's, it's five because I like at least out of that five. Yeah, that yeah, right? yeah, yeah, got you. And yeah. I like them. Yeah. So, um, seated bicep curls. We haven't done those for a while, but I like those. Okay. There's gonna be, you're going to spot a theme in a minute. Yeah. The ones I like where, where, I'm sat, where I'm sat down. <laughs> yeah. Um, I like those. Uh, Australian pull-ups. Mm-hmm. I like those, which is basically upside down. Well, kind of. I'm trying. I'm, I'm forgetting that I'm saying this as if everybody knows. Standing. What I'm Very few people know these. Yeah. So it's basically hanging off a bar. Up, well, your, uh, your feet are in front of you. Yeah. You're at an angle, and yeah. you're pulling you're yourself, pulling up, yourself to up, up to the bar. Up to the bar. Yeah. yeah. Uh, dead bugs. Mm-hmm. Love those because I, I, I like okay. the name. <laughs> Just a um, shout out to one of my other client who calls them dying flies. <laughs> <laughs> Just, I like it because it's a stretch and it, it, I don't know, it feels really good. Okay. Um, and deadlifts, I put as my favourite thing. God bless everybody now. Oh, is that in the PT world? Will be. Oh, is that kind of? Oh no, no, no! Deadlifts are the thing. They are because the other things you've They're mentioned have been isolation, do. and that's a compound. Because when we first started doing them, I just thought, this is doing absolutely nothing. And then when you realise you can't sit on the toilet two days later, <laughs> you go, oh, no, that is doing something to parts. I didn't know I had parts. Yeah. Which has been really good. And just into, back to the functional stuff in terms of living, you know, having a sedentary job like I do. And you were very keen on doing things that helped me in that. Things yeah. that pulled my shoulders back, things that were good for my back and posture. And, um, and I've noticed how, how good that has been for. Yeah. Yeah, deadlifts yeah, just are. sitting for long periods of time or being on the bike. Yeah. You know, not feeling that my, my back so much on the bike. And um, like I said, not I remember I said on the podcast, but reaching for socks. Yeah. You know, just those little things. I don't make noises. Don't no. so <laughs> or when a, you sit in a seat doing that, <laughs> yeah. that old man. Oh, oh that's, that's, yeah. that's a difference. That's, that's okay, just satisfaction rather okay. than a, a, a pain. Than effort. But, so your four was what? Yeah, the reason I didn't do four and five is oh, you just that... Didn't, you didn't do your homework? No, 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 I did do them. What I'm saying, the reason I didn't say them was that I think in some ways they're, they're too much of a personal... I know this is about what I rate, but it's... I'm sort of thinking in my job, it's they wouldn't necessarily be seen as the best thing. So basically, part of my and I'm training someone at the moment. Um, he knows who he is. I'm not going to mention him. Um, and he came last week. You know him. Uh, we're seeing him for a drink later. <laughs> um, and he said, which I thought was great because it was me all over. He said, "I'll do a bit of legs, Mark, and maybe like a squat." but I just want to be like you and do vanity muscles. <laughs> and I thought, in a way, that was quite refreshing. It was, yeah. there is an S, part of weight training is to look good as well as being strong and, and being healthy. Bit of it is making changes to your body mm-hmm. that you feel comfortable with. And so four and five for me are those elements of me trying to shape my body in the way I want it to okay. look. So my triceps, I do a lot of work on my triceps. They're spectacular. Thank you. <laughs> and so, whenever Did you notice you were tensing your triceps as <laughs> as you were saying that, or was it like, oh, sorry, I didn't no, notice. They're, they're permanently tensed. But um, <laughs> so, no. I, what, what the point I was going to make is that, that you saying something like the deadlift, if you like, is the right answer. That's thank you. Yeah, you know, that's a brilliant what answer. But, De- um, deadlifts, deadlifts on, on Tuesday. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm thinking that I do love the idea that you can. Um, physically change aspects of your body and how you look and sort of mold your body and I think people underestimate that potential it's like I'm going to gym I'm going to chuck some weights around I might lose a bit of weight mm. um 
and my daughter's a PT and seen some of the transformation pictures of her and her mm. clients. It's just awe-inspiring and the confidence that comes from that. Yeah. So triceps for me is just one individual muscle that I just really enjoy working. Mm -hmm. um, and the ironic thing was, was that I can't do them at the moment because of I'm waiting for an operation on something, so I can't do mm. deadlifts. I'm not good at deadlifts, but the value of deadlifts is yeah. definitely got to be there. Um, like you said, the functional aspect, just it's, it's really just something strong. being strong. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's a great, yeah. And some personal trainers won't do it because they don't teach it properly and so people's mm -hmm. back hurts. But yeah. I would say every single one of my clients does deadlifts. On the subject of um, training, kind of you reminding me, I was just thinking about deadlifts and being strong and kind of um, avoiding injury. I've never, you know, lifted some okay weights, but never... I've never been injured, no. I guess, which is good. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, you've always been very careful of that, but it kind of brings me on to um, the mailbag. Hold on, do I need to play out the music? Um, I think I'll do that. So that was kind of the, the end this of your... This is heist again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we might have to work on it. What do you think? It's okay. I just, yeah, no, it's I love something. it. I love, yeah. Uh, Keep it. Okay. <laughs> so this is from um, Gareth. He says... Uh, Mark suggested your warm-up should be your first set. Kind of, deal. I think we were kind of joking that with the irony of warm-up and stretch and the fact that you you don't do warm-ups. stretches, yeah. Don't do warm-ups for me. He says, this goes against everything my PT says and we always warm-up and stretch for about 10 minutes before a gym sesh. Okay. Curious to know why Mark suggests this. I guess okay. you didn't, but I, it prompted me to go, actually, why don't... You know? I, think, I think it's a great question because... Number one, I'm never going to criticise another PT. There's a reason why your PT is telling you or asking you to warm up and stretch, totally. But this is my understanding. So when you told me about that, um, I made a phone call and spoke to five PTs and said, if you're doing a weight session, so this is a weight session, mm -hmm. what do you do? And all five went, one went, I get them to swing their arms around a bit and then I get bored. <laughs> Another said 10 squats, and I went, what if they're doing arms? They said, well, just Still 10 squats. Yeah. <laughs> so the general consensus was, when you're on the course and you're taught that warming up is important mm -hmm. to raise the body temperature, to prepare the muscles for the exercise you're about yeah. to do, that is correct. So when I'm sprinting, I will warm up. Yeah. I think I mentioned to you the other day, when I do an indoors 60 meters, mm -hmm. I recorded my warm-up was five kilometers of, of warm-ups, right. of stretches, yeah. of little sprints. So I did a 5K run before doing a run that lasted eight seconds. <laughs> yeah. So, and if I hadn't done that over 60 metres, I would have pulled my hamstrings, yeah. I would have stretched my quads, my glutes, yeah. would have whatever. So it's horses for courses. So if you are doing an explosive, energetic thing like a 60-metre sprint, everything in your body not only has to be warm, but has to be strengthened and going through the actions they're about to go through so one of the things i will never do is i won't jog around. when i go to the track some of the sprinters jog around the track right. no point i only want to do those actions i'm going to do so going back to gareth's point when you train with me and we're doing bench press your first one will be 30k yeah you're you're replicating the exercise you're about to do there mm -hmm. isn't a great need for me to I mean, how do you warm up for that yeah, 
well, throw my arms up and down without any weight on it. Yeah, I could have you running on the spot to get your body temperature yeah. up a bit or to get you more supple. But the only the muscle that's being worked is your chest. So the best way to replicate it is doing a lightweight, higher reps. Yeah. It'll then be warmed up. And as you say, the interesting thing, you've never had an in- I don't think, touch wood, no. I don't think anyone has had an injury with me. No from not warming up but the warm-up all these other pts said your first couple of sets are your Mm warm-up you're getting in the swing of it but you're doing the action you're going to go on and do now it might be that gareth does skipping or boxing or rowing or stuff that needs muscles yeah Um, i did actually ask what he did yeah i can find out um thanks for that um anything in your in your mailbag so that was one from gareth benny have you got any bulging uh, bulges um just one that um the person i mentioned who mentioned about the um the mistake on the the, the calories for a pound of fat mentioned that there was um which i haven't checked but i'm sure he's right mentioned that there's um a film coming out about kellogg with anthony hopkins oh, playing the... okay so that might be interesting it's not going to be a barrel of laughs, is it, to be honest? <laughs> not really. And um, I think that was the only one. I did have others. Oh, the other thing was, were we going to sort of mention just, or is this coming up and I've missed it, just mentioning numbers on uh, where we're at? I was just about to go, here's our audience figures. For okay. it. Is that what you'd like to um Yes. The, the point I was going to say before you said them was that, yeah. and I used the word humble earlier, I was so excited that we're doing this again. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I feel it's like it's an honour to, to get the ability to be able to do it. And it's an honour that people feed back. And we know from one particular person, in fact, if we went through his mailbag, um, you know, the person <laughs> I want to buy. I'm worried now. <laughs> no, no, the guy who binge listened and then came with so many comments. Yes. So we have got a bulgy mailbag. I yes. just can't go through all of those. Yeah, sure. um, but I think it's just that bit around. I think what I wanted to say is that the feedback, even I'm more than happy for be, people to be constructive or to, mm, to, mm. to change it. But I think the fact that people then take that effort to get in touch with us is that's what's humbling. Yeah. They could listen and go, yeah, you're right. But yeah. to take that effort is a, it's a big deal, I think. Yeah, we haven't been asking every five minutes. What, no. What do you think? What do you think, <laughs> what do you think? Yeah. We haven't really. We've gone, I'd love your feedback, and people just have. Yeah. People can easily just not respond. Yeah. But I do enjoy Which it. Which they do, do for all our other texts. And, and I guess <laughs> just using like the one you just said with Gareth, part of what we're trying to do here is to pass on stuff around physical and mental health. Yeah. And if he goes back to his PT and goes, oh, no, you're exactly right because I'm doing because sprints and boxing. Or he could question. Well, you're wrong. I ain't doing warm up this, this yeah. week, pal. <laughs> Marks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, get straight into it. Um, so, our audience figures. It's it's um it's it's good. So a total plays so far. Mm-hmm. We've had 216, mm-hmm. uh, which gives us uh, an estimated audience of 54. Okay. It's all right. Slow and it's steady. Good. It's good. <laughs> I, I don't think any of us had any expectations apart from the one. So. We've lost the um, Texan, though, haven't we? We haven't heard from them. Um, I think we did a big enough plug that they would have contacted us. Yeah. We do, have we, we got any more international there? Um, I think there's definitely, because you get the stats about uh, who's who's listening and where. Yeah. And um, we, it, yeah, the international audience is holding strong at okay. 2% <laughs> being in the US. So hopefully that's our, you never know, we will still hold out for the email from the Texan. Yeah. But, um, but that's pretty good. Um, 
you can listen and or subscribe to us on the following apps. Uh, I can take a deep breath. This is quite a lot. Are you ready? So Anchor FM, Apple Podcasts, Breaker, Chartable, Deezer, Google Podcasts, Listen Notes, Overcast, Podca- Pocket Casts, Podcast Addict, Podbean, Radio Public, Spotify, Stitcher and TuneIn. Well done for getting this far. Thanks for listening. All links and references to what we've talked about in this episode will be on our show notes. Please give us a follow on our Instagram, Twitter and Facebook. I was a bit down on Facebook last week, but we're sticking with it. But I think Instagram is probably where we're going to play. Yeah. I would have thought we both like that, don't we? Uh, so you can find us on the username at I'm Finecast. If you prefer long copy and you'd like to write to us, then you can email us at I'm Finecast at Gmail. And if you are time poor, then feel free to send us a voice message. Yeah. You can do cool. that, can't you? Love that. Give us a ring. Mm. you don't give us a ring we haven't got a number but um, you can record something on your phone just email it to us or pop it on social whatever uh, so in the next episode um, talking about emotions what grinds our gears which might make it a two hour special <laughs> <laughs> um, I thought we'd put something in about hydration because we haven't covered that no. as such but um, uh, so that was it so we'll thanks and catch up on Wednesday yeah bye be good